Welcome to the Mojo for Musicians podcast from Manny Cabo Media, where we dig deep into today's top strategies to help you take your music career to the next level with real, raw, and uplifting conversations with industry professionals that are making moves, making a difference, and making the best versions of themselves to inspire you to do the same. What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Manny Cabo, and welcome to another episode of Mojo for Musicians. All right, welcome back, Mojo Maniacs, man. This is so good to be back for yet another episode of Mojo for Musicians, the source of inspiration for my ecosystem of artists out there. And today it's no different, man. I mean, I've been wanting to get this guy in the show for so long. I'm a big fan of voiceovers and people underscoring the soundtracks and the trailers. And I got to tell you, I've got one of the best in the business today. I mean, he does everything from trailers, narration, uh, uh, ebooks, whatever the hell you want, you can think of in the voiceover industry. And I don't want to delay this anymore. I'm respecting his time because I'm sure he right now he's doing this interview, reading some sort of script or monologue in the background. So without further ado, let's bring onto the show my boy Donovan. Man, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Great introduction, man. I appreciate it. See, need I say more? Hear that voice? Listen, not for nothing, man. I get complimented <laughs> on having a, a pretty cool butter voice, but dude, you your voice is the epitome of the person that you want narrating whatever the hell you're throwing into the industry. You know man. what? I have to agree. <laughs> there you no, go. I'm, I'm biased. I'm biased. But no, it's uh, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show with you, man. Oh, dude, it's great having you here as well. I just feel your energy, man. And you know what? Are you in the booth right now? I am. I am in my nice voiceover booth here with my nice uh, microphone that I use every day um, to do my voiceover. So, yeah, man, you're getting the, the full Monty of the audio setup. See, that's brilliant. And you know what? It's just your brand. You know, we were talking about this earlier before the episode. This is what we do. You know, as a performer myself, as a podcaster, usually I just want people to see me or hear me in this case in my best light. So I appreciate you doing that, man. And uh, hope we're not taking you away from any pending jobs because I know you are always busy, brother. I see you, man. You're a hustler. But you know what I love most about you? You're so transparent when you're in the booth. And you make it look so easy. And that's a sign of a true professional. So first question, right out of the gate, like how the hell did you break into this, right? And there's a second part to that. What would you recommend for people? Say, like myself, I love doing voiceovers. I don't have the background. I don't have the, uh, the resume that you do. But it's something that I would like to delve in deeper. So definitely tell me how you broke into this space. Uh, yeah, so uh, good question. Um, so I first got exposed kind of to voiceover as a thing um, when I was in college, actually, and I was doing college radio um, and we were doing um, I was co-hosting this hip hop show with a buddy of mine and we would do these kind of spoof commercials. And um, I was like, this is pretty cool, you know, being in the, in the little recording booth and <laughs> putting together these things. And then that was kind of the first kind of like, hmm, this is this is not bad. And then I actually had. Uh, one of my professors did voiceover on the side and he kind of just casually brought it up during uh, class one day and I inquired about it 
And he kind of said, well, hey, do you have a demo? I was like, what's a demo? Um, I mean, I was completely green. And so that was my first start as far as like knowing what it was. And he kind of gave me some tips about how to start learning about it, how to start doing it. And this was back in 2004. So, you know, uh, the techniques are a little bit different now. <laughs> slightly. But, so slightly um, yeah. yeah, yeah, slightly <laughs> different. But um, but I would say the, the biggest thing for me was to, and this also would answer your second question mm. impartially, is about making sure that you're doing the research about the business itself, what it actually entails, <clears throat> what your responsibilities are as a business owner and as a performer and as the invoicer and as, you know what I mean? I love it. Um, kind love of what it. it what it all takes. And then training. I had to get training, had to get coaching and voiceover. Um, as m- much as people might think like, oh yeah, you know, I have a good voice. I can do this. Yeah, but Chances you know what? You've, you can't I, do it to, on a level for a I have to interject because you do say that during your reels. And that's that's another thing that I love about you. And this is alluding to what I said before about your transparency because you are 100% correct. When I was on The Voice, I remember, I'll never forget these words. Deborah Bird. Now, Deborah Bird, for those of you who don't know, I've mentioned the, her in a previous episode. She coached uh, Daughtry, Kelly Clarkson. I mean, some of the biggest names in the industry. And the one thing that she said that will always and forever resonate with me is, you want a great performance? You got to do the work, the behind the scenes stuff. You have to memorize your lyrics to the point where you have to deliver. When it comes time for Donovan to deliver his performance, there's nothing to think about. It just just flows. And that's exactly what you're referring to. And I'm glad that you said that because that's a topic that is really, really powerful for me. And it will always be in alignment with the most important ingredients to having a successful performance in whatever you do. But continue. Absolutely. No, I mean, and and to basically take a really long, complicated story and make it shorter, it's it really is about getting the coaching, getting the training and doing the, the putting the work in, like you said. Right. Yeah. And, and practicing this stuff, because, yes, the the reality of it is this. Right. There are tons of people thousands, millions of people that have great voices and microphones, right? right? So that alone is not going to do a damn thing for you or your career. It's what you can do with it. I always use the analogy with my coaching students, right? You don't want to have a Ferrari that you don't know how to drive. Exactly. That's a good one. You got a really, really beautiful car that goes nowhere, right? right? And so what coaching does and the practice and the repetition and the working at it and working at it um, and training and learning, what that does is it, it allows you to actually know what you're doing with this amazing instrument, right? The human voice and how to use it in different scenarios. Um, just think about this, right? Back in the days when people still <laughs> were uh, recording their own voicemail greeting, right? Oh my hey, God. you've reached, right? Think about how many times the average person did it over and over again because they hated the sound of their voice right. or, oh, I sound corny or, oh, I, right. now just imagine doing that for Nike or McDonald's or whomever. And there's hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on the line that they're paying you because they expect you to be at a certain level of, of course uh, in of your course. profession. Right. So there's a lot more pressure in it. There's a lot more to it than I think a lot of people give it credit for. And the whole point of it is that you want to do this stuff until it becomes muscle memory. So that you're not thinking about each and everything every time you're you're in the booth with a client, because that's not the time to figure things out. You need to to do it when no one's watching so that when they are watching, you can make it, like you said, look easy. Yeah. Right. And um, and you're you're trying to make everyone's job easier. The producer you're working with, the clients, whomever. Hey, wow, that was really great to work with. You, you made this easy instead of 
uh, can you try it one more time? Yeah, you're not yeah. quite getting it. Or right. yeah, I just don't think. Right. And I think that's that's why it's so important to really focus on learning the stuff first. Don't just try to jump in uh, before you're ready. Um, do the work. Be patient with it. And then your your time will come if you're consistent. Right. Um, I tell people all the time, my first year doing voiceover, I made 500 bucks in the year. Right. And I didn't give up. I didn't say, well, maybe this isn't for me. Right. I had a nine to five that was keeping the bills paid, but I knew this is what I wanted to do. Sure. And I stuck with it. And then every year since then, obviously it has, it has grown to where I now support my family with this. And so anyway, that's, that's amazing. The kind of nutshell of version of how I broke in was just by learning, building, growing, networking, and, and using existing work to build networks for future work. Right. Um, a really great website um, for anyone that's just really, you know, fresh into thinking about voiceover is, and I know it's a funny, funny website, but Hit I me. want to be a voice actor.com. Um, pretty easy to remember. <laughs> I want enough, to be a right? voice actor.com. Uh, yeah. Easy enough to remember. Um, I don't remember the gentleman who, who created the site, but it has amazing information about just getting the basics of what it would take, right? Um, home studio and coaching and training and all of this stuff is included at their website. And I always refer uh, new folks That's awesome. to kind of go there first and explore and see if you truly want to explore this. Cause it isn't cheap. It isn't quick. <laughs> right. um, and it isn't easy. Well, anything good is not going to be cheap and, and quick, but you know what? Uh, one thing I wanted to touch upon, which was very valuable in what you said was not only is it great because you can deliver when you're expected to, but what you do so fluidly is, and I know you do this because I've seen it in your reels. You'll do three reels, three performances in less than a minute, right? And show the example of it is. So the one thing I want to focus on is when you do understand, when you've done the reps and done the work, you could actually on the fly pivot to a different style of delivery. And that's just as important. You know, one thing is reading oh, the script the way they yeah. want. But another thing is when Donovan says, <laughs> you know what, Manny, I, I love this. And I felt what you were giving me here, but let me offer you a different perspective how I would see it. When you could deliver something aside from what they're expecting you to do, not only do you get brownie points, but now they're like, well, this guy really knows his stuff. So that also puts you in some great lighting. Absolutely. And I mean, it happens all the time, even with clients that I've worked with over and over again, they'll say, hey, you know, we, we really love these takes. It's all great. Um, give me something else. Give me something different. Or, or can you try it this way? Try right, it this way. Right. Be, you know, more smile, less smile, more energy, less energy, faster, slower, all of these things. And you have to be able, like you said, to pivot. The other thing is a, a, a huge portion of what I do is TV promo, right? I am the voice of today's show on NBC. But also, I do work for BET, VH1, uh, Smithsonian Channel, tons dude, of dude, other Let me ask uh, you this. Who, who don't you work for? I've seen it, man. You're like all <laughs> over the place. No, seriously, all kidding aside, that's a testament to how valuable you truly are as a voice uh, and how hard, I'm, I'm assuming behind the scenes, how hard you've networked. But do you find yourself sometimes overwhelmed with the amount of opportunities? I know that's a good, good uh, situation to be in. But does it actually take you off your game? Like you're so focused on one and then you're like, oh, wait, I got to get out of that character and get into this one. Do you find the challenges in that? Uh, yeah, sometimes it can be daunting, um, but it's kind of like one of those. I'm not going to complain about something I prayed for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. And um, but I will say, I mean, one of the other parts of being so versatile is the fact that, yeah, you can shift gears from an ESPN spot to an HGTV spot 
to a Today Show spot and they all have to sound on brand and believable and real yeah. and get the point across. So yeah, that that all comes from the practice and the training and being able to pivot. Sometimes I don't have a script until as the session is starting. So I'm kind of cold reading a script at the same time that the, you know, the producer from some network is listening in and I'm right. expected to be able to perform on demand. And that only comes from the practice I put in when there was nobody on the other end. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that I get. So I often get this asked all the time and I think I, uh, I know where you're going to answer, but with respect to equipment, now you and I both have our vocal booths, you know, we take pride in our equipment. What type of recommendation would you give the newbies? with respect to delving into this space, you know, uh, budget wise, what to anticipate? Uh, Cause it's always about yeah. investing in yourself, but obviously we're always under the wrong impression that we need to buy the best in the beginning. I'll let you elaborate on your thoughts. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. And yeah, I think people can get into it and they focus so much on the equipment first, but again, it goes back to, well, why would you buy the Ferrari before you take those driving mm -hmm. lessons? Right? Mm -hmm. So I think your most important investment is the time and the money in the training and the research, right? And that means the coaching and the learning, the workshops, all of that stuff. Now, once you do get to a point where you want to start putting together a home studio, um, which is absolutely necessary in this day and age, um, it really all depends on what your budget is, what you're comfortable spending. You don't need to buy a Lamborghini to go to the store and get groceries, right? So you don't necessarily need to start out of the gate with a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollar microphone with a twelve thousand dollar booth, and a, you know what I mean. You don't need to do that. Sure. You can spend. Um, you also don't want to go in at twenty bucks or anything like that. Um, but I would say, for someone starting out that isn't, you know, <laughs> uh, the son of a you know oil magnate or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I would say you want to probably expect to spend anywhere from two to six hundred dollars on a microphone. Um, you're also going to probably, unless you have a USB microphone, you're going to need an interface or a preamp. Um, so those can run anywhere from hundreds up to thousands, but I would say somewhere similar, somewhere from like two to four to five hundred dollars on that. Obviously, you have to have a computer. You have to have software on the computer that you can use to record and edit and save audio. Um, and there's some that are free, like Audacity, and then there's other ones that are hundreds of dollars, um, like uh, Adobe Audition or Pro Tools. And, and again, it all depends on what your learning curve is, what you're comfortable spending. Um, and then you need to have a somewhat quiet space to record in. Some people get caught up in, oh, I need soundproof. Soundproof is damn near impossible um, yeah. unless you have like floating walls and double concrete panels. And <laughs> I was just ceiling. about to say like, that, man. I'm like, listen, I, my yeah. room is pretty padded. I'm like, and there's sometimes I'm like, come on. You know, there's always yeah. some sort of bleeding going <clears throat> Soundproof on. Soundproof is, is really hard to achieve. So what you're trying to do is do sound dampening and yeah. lessen the reflection. So you don't sound like you're in a box or in a bathroom where there's like this echo. Right. So really easy way to do this. If you have a walk-in closet, the clothing that's already in there definitely acts as a sound dampener. I used a walk-in closet for years. Um, I've uh, seen people use like moving blankets. They can build like a PVC kind of structure and just drape uh, multiple layers of uh, moving blankets over there. It can get pretty <laughs> hot in there. Yeah. It's not really well ventilated, but it'll get the job done. Um, so you just need a somewhat quiet space to record in. Microphone, preamp, computer, edit, uh, audio editing software, and you pretty much have everything you need. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, there's nothing else I'm going to add because you, you nailed it. 
Um, I want to segue into another question here. Now, obviously, you wear many hats. There's different realms of doing voiceovers and underscoring and all that stuff. But is there one preferred that you have over another? You know, you have your eBooks. You know, you have your uh, your audibles. You know, for those people that live on Amazon. You know, you have your trailers, your commercials. Is there a specific uh, realm of voiceovers that you prefer over another? Um, I prefer the ones that pay well. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, well played. Well played. Well, right. no, um, I would say I, I really love promo. That's where my, my bread and butter is. I do promo every day, all day. Um, a close second, a very close second, if not sharing the top spot would be when you get onto a national commercial campaign, yeah. especially if it's union and you get residuals. Of course. Those are really nice. Getting residual checks are fantastic. And I've had a couple of those campaigns, which were amazing. Um, but yes, I would have to say promo is my number one favorite because they're they're kind of like quick hits. Um, they're 15 to 30 second right, spots. Right. Usually, you know, you can be a little, you can have a little bit more fun in the announcer realm, whereas uh, in narration and a lot of times in commercial, announcer is like a bad word. Mm. They want you to be more conversational, but you can still play a little bit more in the promo realm. Um, so, yeah, I would say promo is my favorite and uh, commercial, as long as it's a nice you know, a nice commercial campaign is is always going to be nice as well. You know, it's pretty funny because when you talk about voiceovers and somebody who does that type of work, the first thing that most people, the general population, to think of is get ready or that's right. And you do it. Blah, 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 and they think of like that right, really yeah. obnoxious. So it does. Sometimes it does get a bad rap. But you and I both know that's that's the furthest thing from the truth. Is there um, can you think of any uh, situations where you would have done it differently? especially when you were starting out, if you could rewind the clock, right. And, and put yourself back. Oh, absolutely. Started. Yeah. Please share that because that's the juicy material that uh, I'd like to at least assist <laughs> the newbies that are really want to delving into the space. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so one of the biggest mistakes that I made and I try to uh, advise people away from it when they ask for my advice is I put out demos before I was ready and I put out horrible mm. demos and demos that I did myself, demos that I wasn't really exactly sure what they should sound like. I just knew I needed something. Having a bad demo is is worse than not having a demo yeah, at all. I agree. Because what it does is it, it paints yourself like when you're doing a demo, you're saying this is the best of what I'm capable of. Because why else would you put this forward right. as a representation of yourself unless you're going to put the best your best foot forward? And if you have a terrible demo, bad sound quality, the production is horrible, it doesn't sound like believable spots, um, you're putting yourself in a much worse position. So I always tell people now, do not make the same mistake I made because I was so hungry to get in and I just got to get in so I can start making some money. Worst thing I ever did because you start getting blacklisted like, oh, yeah, we've seen that name. Demo was terrible. Don't even give them a shot. And I had to overcome that by just persistence with like, no, 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 trust me, listen to me now. I don't suck that much anymore. Um, so yes, that's the biggest thing that I would change is to not put out. I mean, I probably had two or my first two or three demos were just horrible and I still have them. And um, that I don't want anybody else to make that mistake. Don't put something out. That's a bad representation of who you are as a, as a talent and hell as a person, because that's bad decision-making. And you notice um, that, right? We're all like, we need to go a hundred miles an hour. I know I was a culprit of that too. It's like this Western world mentality. No, I got to get my stuff out there really quick. Not realizing yeah. 
that that hurts you. That completely and utterly hurts you because you're right. It's a direct extension of what they think is your best effort. And if you put forth yeah. a half-ass effort, then you're pretty much done even before you begin. Yeah, it, it's a it's a terrible thing, and 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 I know that there's some controversies uh, recently with like the pay-to-play sites where you you know you pay to be on uh, certain sites to get voiceover auditions, and yeah. the only the biggest danger of that is it becomes like the first, like you just got to be first. I gotta. I want to get listened to. So I got to be in the top 20, top 30, top 40. But being the first person that's really bad doesn't really help you. (laughs) You're just (laughs) the first loser. And so um, focus on getting the quality of what you're putting out there. Get that up to par first rather than worrying about, you know, some uh, shake and bake. If you ain't first, you're last. Like that just doesn't apply when it comes to auditioning and voiceover and getting demos and putting yourself out there. Make sure you have a quality product before you put it out. Um, Nobody likes buying something when it comes out and it has all these problems and recalls, right? It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Uh, Putting yourself out there. Now you got to go back and try to get people to trust you again when you are better. Yeah. And that's just wait, do it. Wait until you can afford to get it done professionally. Wait until you can afford the, the training to get you to a point where you're ready for a demo. And it's the same thing for musicians. You know, I've been doing demos since my God, what the Paleolithic age, maybe before that. But the (laughs) the truth is it's, you have to really take your efforts seriously. And I tell people, even with photography, if you can't afford me now, because I've worked for record labels, indie artists, signed artists, and it's still the same. If you can't afford me now, save your money, do it right. Don't just get your friend with a cell phone. And I'm using these as analogies because it's all relative. People want to rush to get to that top spot. And sometimes rushing, my dad always says, if you speed, if you speed enough, soon enough, you're going to crash. And sometimes you won't make it out of that crash. Because just like you alluded to, it takes so much longer now to rebuild that trust and confidence. And we all know that a trust, uh, trust comes from somebody who's not confused. A confused mind will never buy. And they'll look at you like, serious? This is, this is what you're giving us. This is what we're going to analyze and put you in. No, it doesn't work that way. And my last question, man, this is my signature question. And I know, I know what your answer is going to be, but I'm still fascinated by the, uh, the array of, of different responses that I get to this, which is what's your mojo, man. And I know this, this helps you pay the bills. I know it gives you consistency, but seriously, man, voiceovers, voiceovers for me and writing songs and being in the booth it's a lot of work, man. It's exhausting. But what gets you out of bed every day to be like, yes, I'm going to do this script that I've probably done about a thousand times? Um, that's a really great question. So what keeps me going is that I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Mm. I love this with every fiber of my being. Um, my the, the ability to be able to earn a, a nice living, to be able to care for my family, to be able to have the freedom to do this from my home studio. I can still go to school functions. I can still pick up a, a kid from school if he's sick or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm right, still right. able to be present even when I'm busy. Um, yeah. And that's a and, huge value, man. You, yeah, I know you realize that and I do too. When you have that flexibility, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. The flexibility is there, but I mean, honestly, I've had, and I think a lot of people have had this, I've had jobs that I absolutely hated before, like some nine to fives where I would sit on the edge of my bed, head in my hand, like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm going back to this damn building. I'm better than this. What am I doing? Right. Um, And I think it's the fact that I'm a creative mind and I know that you are as well. When you have the creative mind and you're in a position 
where like in some of my previous jobs that, you know, I could probably grab anyone off the street that's ever used a damn keyboard and a mouse in their life. Give me about two, three days and I can train you to do exactly what I do. Right. That like was torture for me. When you're a creative mind, you want something that makes you unique. There's a little bit of, you know, uh, healthy narcissism involved, right? Like I want to, <laughs> I, I, get I want it though. I get something it. out there that only I can provide. Right. Right. And that right. comes, that's the satisfaction of being a creator. And so the fact that I get to live the life that I have now and every day is different every day. It's people are working with me because it's me. Right. 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 right? Exactly. And that is very satisfying. And yeah, after you get to a certain level and you're working with big companies, the pay is pretty damn good as well. So that doesn't hurt. But that that exact spark, like you said, of what makes you get up and be happy, it's it's like, look what I get to do. Oh man. It's a blessing, man. Yeah, man. I feel you. I really and I can see you smiling too, man. I can hear it in your voice. But before you go, <laughs> man, please tell people how we can find you. I mean, you do it all, you know, from voiceovers and teaching classes. You have your own clothing line with the VO Life, which I love. So uh give us an yeah. idea of where <laughs> we can find you if we really need to uh ask you more questions, get to know Donovan, what you're all about, if they really want to take this to the next level. Yeah, sure. Um, so on pretty much all social media, it's Donovan underscore V-O, D-O-N-O-V-A-N underscore V-O, uh, short for voiceover. And um, that's that's Twitter, that's Instagram, um, that's TikTok. And then, yes, you did uh, mention the clothing line. That's V-O-LifeClothing.com. Um, you know, and it's t-shirts, hats, water bottles, mugs, things of that nature. I that love kind it. Of I love it. Speak love it. to the the entertainment uh, and acting kind of community. Um, and then I also have my own uh, show, a uh, podcast slash YouTube show called The How Did Show. And you can find that on your uh, podcast platforms for at How Did Show. And then on YouTube, you can access that by The How Did Show dot com. Um, I'm almost, I actually finished filming season three. Um, so I'm really excited about that. There's tons of content there, but yeah, that's how you can find me and, uh, you know, listen out for me on your TV or your radio or your streaming platforms. At some point, uh, you're probably going to hear me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Listen, bro, I think you're a beast. I love what you do. You're an amazing human being and, and so generous with all of your knowledge and you're entertaining. No, you. You're entertaining doing it, dude. I could watch <laughs> your reels all day long, you know, putting on filters. But at the end of the day, you're the real deal. And I could see it in your performances, evidenced by your huge resume of what you're doing. So people tap into Donovan. Thanks so much for your time, brother, man. Totally appreciate no, you. Thank you for having me on, man. I, I'm a fan of what you're doing as well. And uh, I, I wish you continued success as you rebuild from, I know you had some uh, recent things that kind of gave you some setbacks, but you're, you're rebuilding it and uh, it's inspiring to see. And again, man, uh, thanks for the honor of, of having me on your show. Absolutely, brother. The honor was all mine. Ladies and gentlemen, Donovan, go follow him, please. He is the real deal. If you want to delve into the voice over space, anything and everything that has to do with this space, this is the guy to talk to. All right, brother, much love wishing you complete and utter abundance, man. And uh, we got to do this again. All right. Sounds like a plan, man. Take care, Donovan. This has been a Mojo for Musicians podcast. If you're a musician, producer, engineer, or any other industry professional wanting to share your mojo and stories of success with our listeners, or just want to share some feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you. So just send us an email at info at mannycabo.com. 
Thanks for listening.